Pro Football Jokes. Make it uncomfortable. Welcome to the Pro Football Jokes podcast. We are here and we have watched some real NFL football games in the 2022 season. Ready to bring you some takes, obviously some overreactions at the end. Probably use some in the middle and then realize we don't have any at the end, but... (laughs) That's what this podcast is all about. I am joined here by Pep the Chep. Pep, how you doing? Good. I mean, I think it's an understatement to say we'll be using overreactions throughout this podcast. I mean, week one, the overreactions are plentiful. The trades are flowing everywhere in fantasy. Some guy offered me Saquon for a Jamar Chase. I said, get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Saquon's looking pretty good. I'm, I'm... I'll be honest, but Jamar Chase is also really good at football. So Carson Wentz is looking uh, really good too. Why don't you just drop your quarterback and pick him up like everyone else is doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that move. Totally uh, doesn't matter who you have. You have Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, doesn't matter. Obviously, uh, drop Aaron Rodgers and pick up Carson Wentz. <laughs> I mean, that I, I, that might be truthful. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers not doing anything right now. Um, as you heard, uh, Reed, the unpaid intern, is also on this pod. Yes, Reed, how are you feeling after that uh, Bengals fiasco? Uh, it's not great. It's not <laughs> great, but, you know, like the hard-willed people of Ohio, I'm just going to sh- keep showing up to work. That's all you can do. Believe in Joe Burrow. Uh, well, that's the dedication we like here on Pro Football Jokes. Um, so yeah, why don't we just start? I, I, I wanted to just kind of talk about how we feel about each team. Um, they, or, or I guess each division, um, you know, we all had our thoughts in the off season about who's going to win, but now we've actually seen these teams play some football and, you know, where we think each division is trending. Um, so let's start with uh, what most people suspected to be the best division in football, the AFC West uh, loaded division. Um, Chiefs come out, obviously, uh, guns blazing. Patrick Mahomes looks like an MVP. Chargers also got the win over the Raiders. Uh, Broncos did not have the most successful win. Let's start with the Chiefs. Um, Pep, what do you make of, uh, of Mahomes? coming out here without Tyreek Hill and looking like his usual self. It was like the biggest F you to Tyreek Hill. I mean, it wasn't five touchdowns to five different people, right? It was not. Uh, uh, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had two. Oh, that's right. But still, I mean, spread the ball around. I mean, even going in, into this one, I thought the Cardinals were a, way more inferior than, you know, the Lions were giving them. But, uh, yeah, they – the Chiefs didn't miss a beat, spread the ball around. CEH proven his offseason haters wrong, kind of silencing that Pacheco hype for a bit, but I think he got a touchdown too. I mean, it was just it was relentless what the Chiefs did to the Cardinals there. So still looking good. Yeah. Um I, yeah, I wasn't too worried about Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's still obviously probably the best quarterback in football. Um and like he still has good weapons. Like it's not like he's just, you know, running bare bones here. He still has the best tight end in football and Travis Kelsey. Juju's still a good receiver. Um, and you know, he has some other, you know, usable targets like you know, Michael Hardman, MPS, uh, 
Sky Moore. Um, got a couple of those running backs out of the backfield. I mean, like he's it's not like he's working out with nothing out there and he's in an Andy Reid offense. Like, uh, but this obviously was a very impressive performance. So, um, Reeb, do you think the Chiefs are still the favorite in this division? I would say so. I mean, out of all four of the teams, they probably like the most impressive scored the most points for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely looked the most impressive week one. I guess we'll learn a lot about them on Thursday when they play the Chargers, who are the other team tied with them uh, atop this division. Um, this podcast may or may not come out before that game, so you know we'll see if our predictions are correct. But uh, anyway, um, what what do you make of the Chargers? Because the Chargers did get the win over the Raiders. Uh, Raiders obviously playing. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams got his yards, got his targets, um, so that was encouraging. But uh, ultimately couldn't do a lot. Derek Carr didn't have his best game. Um, what do you make of these two teams? And uh, do you think the Raiders are... Uh, do, do you think there's a lot separating these two teams, or do you think they're kind of both in contention for playoff spots? I mean, the game, from the little that I watched due to just the recovering from the Bengals game, it seemed like the Chargers were just by and large, the better team. Like it, it, at least when I was watching it, it felt like the Chargers were always in control. I, I never really thought the Ra- Raiders were going to win that game. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I think Derek Carr definitely struggled. Uh, I think he'll play better over the course of the season, though. I think both these teams will end up being good. I do have some questions about the Chargers because it's like, Justin Herbert was phenomenal in this game. He threw some dimes. He has three. He threw a touchdown pass to uh, DeAndre Carter, Gerald Everett, and Xander Horvath. <laughs> so, like, he's thrown out here to no one after Keenan Allen got hurt. Um, Mike Williams did nothing. Um, Josh Palmer. Yeah, Josh Palmer was pretty much invisible. I'm not, I mean, he got some targets, but it it wasn't like. And all of his all of his touchdown passes were like perfect throws into tight coverage to like no name receivers. It's like it shouldn't be that hard for the Chargers to score, and they end up with twenty four points. Uh, I I don't have any question about Justin Herbert, but I have a little bit of a question with this offense against the Raiders defense that I I don't think should be that great, but uh, maybe it will be. Who knows? Yeah, maybe it's just a thing where they play a team outside of the division and all those problems go away. Sometimes it's just a, a matchup thing the Raiders give to them. Yeah, of course. And I, I think once Keenan Allen comes back, I think that obviously solves a lot of uh, those issues. Um, I think Austin Eckler will get more involved in the passing game too, um, as will Mike Williams. So, um, you know, I'm not too worried, but just um, – Wondering if they can compete with the Chiefs is the only question mark. I think they're for sure a playoff team. I think they're, you know, one of, still one of the best teams in the AFC um, after you know the Chiefs and Bills, who I think are clearly the the top tier right now. Um, and then of course we had the Broncos, who Russell Wilson's revenge game did not go quite to plan. Um, particularly what did you guys think about the end of that game? Uh, <laughs> this is interesting. Probably not what I would have done. 
if I was the head coach in the NFL, but I just, <laughs> I just want to know what his thought process was. I, <laughs> because it seems like I never understand that when everyone in their right mind seems to be screaming, take a timeout, take a timeout. What the hell are you doing? We're down to 20 seconds. And then you take a timeout. It's just, what, where's your head at? If you're wasting, you know, half the time that's remaining in the game and you're right on the brink of field goal position, I just, I, I don't know. You pay all that money for a quarterback and you decide to rely on a 64-yard field goal. Only, what, like two of which have been made at that distance? Yeah. Or yeah. further? It's like a... In the history of the NFL? Like, come on. It's an important reminder of a lesson we're taught as kids that applies to many situations in life. But this time, the Broncos coaching staff needed to be reminded, if you see something, say something. And what Nathaniel Hackett was doing there, got to say something. The players wow. obviously were. I think that like he, uh, I, I don't, I think he had the, I think he made up his mind that they were going to kick it there. And that's why they waste. I I don't think it was a situation where they just like forgot and wasted the time, and then like oh, I guess I got to kick it because if if that is the case and that's what happened, they were like ah, not sure what to do, and then they ran out of time, and then there's 20 seconds left. That's still plenty of time to go for it. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's that's the issue because like you can still go for it, run like two more plays, and then then kick it. Uh, and if you don't get it, that didn't really matter. You wasted the time anyway. Um, but uh, that—that's sort of what I was—I thought. Um, but I, I don't really know. It's a weird decision, regardless, because obviously, I'd rather just go for it on fourth and five. I'm curious what the analytics would say there, because um, there is like a—I mean. I, surely it must be to go for it, especially with 50 seconds left. I wonder with 20 seconds left. Because then you have to get the fourth down and then still make probably a long field goal, but I don't know. It's, That's a good uh, take on it. Maybe there's an analytical approach they had to it. I mean, I think you are right because Nathaniel Hackett came out and said like, or maybe it was Brandon McManus. I don't remember, but they said like our goal was the 46 yard line, and I think it was Nathaniel Hackett who said like, if Javante Williams had gotten tackled one yard shorter, we would have gone for it. <laughs> It's like, all right, man. Well, that yeah, that's just. Uh, I don't think that's the right approach. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, weird. Uh, I I think <laughs> I, I I just don't know. It's it's a weird decision for first time head coach, I guess. But I think conventional wisdom would just be to go for it, especially and certainly have a little more urgency on that drive. I get that you want to waste the time, but. It's not like you're playing, you know, the, the Seahawks offense wasn't really doing a lot that half. And yeah. I don't think you're that worried about them going down and taking the lead. The main thing is get in position. And once you're in field goal position, then start running the clock. You don't have to yeah. run it down before before you even get into, you know, good field goal position. Yeah. I also think, I mean, they are taking some, some flack, but that just horror show at the end is kind of overshadowing just kind of how poorly the Broncos played all game. I mean, you got two goal line fumbles that you turn over. I don't think Russell Wilson looked that good. He was inaccurate. He had a few throws that 
could have been picked off that were dropped. It was kind of just all around not a good showing for the Broncos. Yeah, unless you're like the Bucks, a running back having 11 catches is kind of the, a red flag. Yeah, I kept seeing like Javante Williams catching passes, and then I was just wondering to myself, where the fuck is Cortland Sutton? <laughs> Why'd you or, do that, Reed? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wanted the Broncos to win, totally. Not my <laughs> dynasty team. Yeah, I mean, they did move the ball. Um, I agree with you that Russell Wilson didn't play great. But it's like, I, I feel like the, the offensive system kind of worked. Like they were running, you know, good, like open plays in the flat. And it was just a few like miscues that kind of, um, you know, cost them. Obviously at the, the goal line getting getting stopped twice. Um, but they, I, they they moved the ball up and down the field. They outgained the Seahawks um, and you know, they punt, punted like, once or twice uh but yeah it's it it was definitely a weird game um uh, i i think i I still i don't think the broncos are like done but it's definitely in this division it's going to be tough for them to to really make a dent in that afc defense looks good though bradley chubb started to get back into it towards the end had a few sacks and patrick turtan yeah i think that was that was encouraging. Obviously, Gino played great in the in the first half. Um, even the second half, I don't think he played like terrible. It could have been better. I guess, I guess we'll come back to that when we talk about the Seahawks. But yeah, I think uh, this is the the Chiefs division, uh, and the Chargers could could make a push for it. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the AFC West, the best division in football, um, probably. Uh, you know, I want to make any, you know, it's only week one, but, uh, so we'll have any overreactions yet. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's move on to another division. Uh, the AFC South might not be quite as good a division <laughs> considering none of these teams have a win yet, despite there being a division other. game <laughs> in week one. <laughs> um, I guess we'll start, uh, at the top with the Colts. Um, Colts and Texans played each other in a tie. Um, uh, takeaways from this game. <laughs> well, you know, it, it didn't go over like I so strongly felt it would, but I mean, all, all the skill players that you expected to do well, did well. Michael Pittman, nine catches, 121 and one touchdown. Jonathan Taylor got his like 25 fantasy points. Brandon OJ Cook, Howard, two touchdowns. I mean, OJ Howard but... snagged two touchdowns. Brandon Cooks got his seven catches, 82 yards. I mean, fantasy wise, you like watching this game. If you're a fan of these teams, you hated every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know what else to make of it outside of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I, I feel like this game was not uh, the most interesting watch. Um, certainly, you got your points if you're just tracking it in fantasy. Um, I, I did love seeing OJ Howard score twice, uh, not just because I have him in Dynasty, but because uh, I, I've always liked OJ Howard. I thought he was going to break out in uh, 2019, I think after he got hurt in 2018, he had a really good first half of the season. And then he has just done absolutely nothing since then. Yeah, um, I was looking at 
the Texans tight ends in daily fantasy. And I just, I couldn't pick OJ Howard. Cause I was like, wait, they have like Jordan Akins and Brevin Jordan, Brevin like Jordan, Barrow Brown. Like who's going to be the guy there. And then it just totally slipped me that Lovey Smith probably liked OJ Howard from, his I mean, time in to be fair, OJ Howard played 12 snaps in that game. It's not like he was, uh... it's just, it's just efficiency right there, <laughs> but that's what you want. OJ Howard's the perfect dart throw. Yeah, it costs like three thousand. You're like, okay, With but I will. You can only play twelve snaps, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, just because he played twelve snaps doesn't like this is his first game. He just got signed, uh, and the fact that he goes out there, plays twelve snaps, scores two touchdowns, I could definitely see that play time go up, go going forward here. So I, I think he could be a stash in deeper leagues in fantasy. But did you know. Nico Collins do anything? Uh, I don't think so. Got like one, one or two catches. God damn it! I think Chris Conley ended up like outscoring him. <sighs> Fantasy subreddit. I, I drafted Nico Collins in a lot of places too. I, I like him. I still like Nico Collins. I mean, it's it's one week, and Davis Mills did not have the greatest game, even though he got off to he got off to a good start, and then uh, then the Texans' offense just kind of fell apart. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't give up on Nico Collins just yet. He he played his snaps. He'll get his share at some point. So what, the Texans were up twenty to three, and then yep, and then uh, the Colts decided yeah. to give the ball to Jonathan Taylor, and that worked. You probably should do that when you're not down seven. <laughs> yeah, it's easier to win. Yeah, probably. Um, but, you know, to each his own. Um, I still think the Colts are the favorite in this division. Um, but I, I don't know. It's the, Nothing's really looking that great. Matt Ryan also. Uh, can we can we give up on the Matt Ryan hype now? It's like people <laughs> like people were like, oh, Matt Ryan's such an upgrade for this team. It's good. I, I was just – and, you know, Matt Ryan's been a good quarterback, but he's he's not really that good anymore. I wouldn't even know if I'd say he's better than Carson Wentz right now. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't <laughs> – he's, like, different. I can see, like, how he'd be a better fit than Carson Wentz in this offense because I think he's going to make less mistakes. I think that's kind of what you want when you're a run-heavy team with a good defense, you lean on Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so I think that makes sense, and they got some value because they, they got more for Carson Wentz than they gave away for Matt Ryan. So I don't have a problem with the move. It was just every, everybody this offseason be like, oh, Matt Ryan's just a huge upgrade on Carson Wentz. Uh, I think that's that's a little overblown. He's good enough to win the division, but yeah. in the grand scheme of things, how good is that if you're winning the AFC South in this <laughs> AFC? You can just get eliminated from the playoffs uh, <laughs> in the wild card. Yep. Anyway, let's talk about the Titans. Um they uh, seemed like they were going to win this game. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then they didn't. Um, Why is that? Uh, well, because Saquon Barkley <laughs> looked like Saquon Barkley, partly. Um, also, just they, I, I, there's just not much to like about the offense. Uh, like Dontrell Hilliard scored both their touchdowns. Um, I don't know. Derrick Henry looked okay. But obviously didn't have a big game, so and it's against the Giants defense. So are we really that excited? And it's not a great sign, dude. Kyle Phillips, six catches, sixty-six yards. Yeah, that was their leading receiver. <laughs> what about Burks? He get like forty yards or something, or fifty yards. 
he played a lot. Uh, I don't. I don't know what he finished with. It's the game on the slate. Everybody didn't want to watch and didn't tune into unless they absolutely had to because of Scott Hansen. Um, yeah. Saquon, I, yeah. We'll <laughs> talk about that in a bit, I guess. I do yeah. just like how predictable the ending was, though. I saw it, and I saw like the lineup and everything, and I remembered who their kicker was. Yeah, you just like, knew. You I, just knew. I had yeah. my life savings. He's not going to make this kick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I did think like the, going for two in that situation for the Giants, normally I – not like that with a minute left because it gives them still time to go down and kick field goal but i was like this titans offense has not really done anything in the second half and i'm not really scared of them and they have randy bullock as their kicker so i i like the move uh, to go for two and uh, but it just kind of shows like how like not scared of the titans offense brian dayball was Yep. All right, and then there was the Jaguars. Um, so there are some people who are excited about this team. Um, I'm not sure why, but I guess Trevor Lawrence and stuff and Urban Meyer's gone. But uh, what I saw from them was it wasn't great. I know they kind of came back in this game, but honestly, I thought the game was kind of dominated by the Commanders and just a couple of Carson Wentz mistakes got the Jaguars back into the game. Now, the Jaguars... Go ahead, Reed. Uh, just that Trayvon Walker interception was pretty cool, I will say. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, all <laughs> I was going to say was the Jaguars scored over 20 points in this game. I, I don't know how many times they did that last season, if any. So, I mean, that's, that's an improvement, at least. Yeah, they look... They at least, like, looked more competent, like, moving the ball. They definitely looked like a better team than last year. Um but like how much better? I I don't know. Like Christian Kirk went over a hundred yards. He uh, did. He yeah. did. Yeah. Oh Nine catches, hundred seven yards. So I mean, good for him. Did he really prove the haters wrong here? <laughs> Statistically, he did. So <laughs> that's saw, that's a win for him. And I saw Travis I, Etienne dropped a very easy touchdown pass. Yeah. yeah. And. Uh, 22, uh, his name is slipping me on the Commanders, but he had a very good game. I preferred that he would not almost knock out Travis Etienne like that because that's a lot of riding on Travis Etienne. Um, but James Robinson got his carries. He got a fair share of the work. Yeah, that was good to see, especially since I drafted him a bunch of spots in fantasy. and Coming back that quickly from the Achilles, that's, that's really good news because, um, I mean, I think, He's definitely he's probably their best player on offense, um, so uh, they'll want to use him quite a bit. Uh, I mean, we'll see if Travis Etienne develops as well. But um, it How seemed like it seemed like Etienne was playing a lot at the beginning, and then he dropped that pass, and they're like, "All right, we're just going to go back to James Robinson." The tried and true. <laughs> they're figuring it out over there. I guess if you're a Jaguars fan, there are things to like more things to like about this team than there were last season. I was so. going to ask like when y'all were watching it, did Trevor Lawrence look, you know, a step better than last year or was it just kind of more the same where it's I, just I inconsistent? So. I think he looked better. I don't think he looked like great. He, he mm-hmm. was fine. Um, he made some threat. He didn't really do anything like that, that impressive. Um, I still saw him, you know, make a few mistakes. 
Um, but I, I think, again, like the offense moved a lot better and like more consistently than last year. So that's, uh, that, that's definitely good progression from your quarterback. So you take them that way you will. Agreed. All right, well, that's the AFC South. Um, let's move on to your division, Reed, the AFC North. Um, start with the team that looked the best, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, granted, they were playing the Jets, but um, <laughs> did shut down uh, Joe Flacco. Um, so I guess that's uh, good by their defense. And... Uh, their passing game, you know, they had a few big plays. Uh, Devin Duvernay yeah. with a couple of As touchdowns. we all expected, Devin Duvernay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Rashad Bateman with a big uh, touchdown as well. They Obviously have... superstar. I mean, I got to give credit to Devin Duvernay. You know, he's been patient in his role growing with the Ravens, and they felt comfortable enough to let Marquise Brown go and just put it all on Bateman and Duvernay. And who, who else is there? Prochi? Or is he a tight yeah. end? But I, I definitely thought it would be a game where uh, Lamar was running a lot more and he'd rely heavily on Andrews. But they, they got it done without Andrews having a big game. Uh, the backfield is reminiscent, obviously, because of injuries. But the backfield is inefficient like it was yeah. to start last year. So, I mean, they got a win, but they got a lot to improve on. And they lost a cornerback, I believe, right? Yeah, Kyle Fuller, Kyle Fuller towards ACL. Uh, that's tough. And Peters and, is still out. And Jawan James towards Achilles again. Yeah, they they hired the training staff with an overall fifty. In that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seems similar to last year. So getting started early. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe when uh, J.K. Dobbins comes back, uh, that helps their running game. Who is their backfield? I want to say Gus Edwards, but he also could be on like the Texans right now, and I've had no idea. <laughs> He's uh, he's was out. I think um, he's still on the team. Uh, Kenyon Drake got the start. I want to say shit. Kenyon Drake is on yeah, the Ravens. Kenyon Drake and Mike Davis. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. The Ravens are a upgraded Texans when it comes to <laughs> early running backs. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, let's yeah, figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see. But uh, at least they got Lamar there to run the ball, and hopefully uh, I think their defense can be really good. So we'll see when they play like an actual offense. But uh, this week it looked pretty good. I don't actually – is Marcus Peters back? Like I don't actually know. Like is he good? Not yet. I think they're okay. being careful with him right now. I don't okay. know how many weeks they'll wait, but he had an Achilles last year, right? I couldn't remember if it was Achilles or ACL. Yeah, I don't remember. He he was out week one, but um, he should be coming back, you know, any week now. Okay. They're gonna be scary when they get healthy. Yeah, could could be. Um, you know, we'll just see. I, th- I think they need the running game to be good to really, you know, yeah. be a dangerous team, though. So we'll see when uh, when J.K. Dobbins comes back. Um, all right, and then the uh, Cleveland Browns also won a football game. Um, they seemed like they were going to lose it there for a second. Um, but Cade York, the new AFC North kicker, hitting the long field goal for the win. 
they pulled the old fake spike then actually spike it <laughs> which apparently is actually intentional grounding like in the rules and the refs explained yeah <laughs> that's what they did and then didn't call intentional grounding it's a good joke yeah I think you have to be under pressure, though, for intentional grounding. So if they rule that you're not under pressure, then I think you can. Really? I believe so. I guess that makes sense. But um, but it kind of, I don't know. It's sort of a judgment call there. Uh, so I, I don't yeah. know. It's, uh, it's a weird, uh, it was a weird, definitely a weird sequence there. Yeah. Um, I, I was hoping that the, the, Baker would pull it out. Did want yeah. to see him. I wanted the Panthers uh, to win. Yeah, yeah. Would have, would have been nice to see him get that win. But uh, Browns, uh, I think at least they did what they do well. They ran the ball well. Nick Chubb had a huge game. Kareem Hunt stole his touchdowns, and uh, <laughs> and they won the football game. I guess uh, the Browns just—they produced more offense than I expected. I did not expect them to score over twenty points in this game, but I guess that's me not giving enough credit to Jacoby Brissett. Sometimes, if he <laughs> plays, he just not giving enough respect to Nick Chubb, who's just really, really good. And how good that that's offensive true. line is. Yeah, that's true. I think I'm kind of I'm freaked out of like running backs entering year five. Yeah, and yeah, that's fair. Kind of starting to trend down a little bit, but Nick Chubb, twenty-two carries, still doing his thing. I feel like that's just going to be how all Browns games are for the next eleven weeks. They're just going to be these painful, grinded out type of games. Like I don't think they're going to blow anybody out. Yeah, yeah, going to be boring. And Until Donovan Peoples-Jones goes off yeah. next week and scores five touchdowns. What they have to look forward to the most is that big, stupid fucking elf in the midfield of their <laughs> stadium. It's what they deserve. They yeah. Just, yeah. That's rough. Well, yeah, we'll see. They got a, another uh, not-too-difficult matchup next week against the Jets, so they could start off 2-0. Uh, and but we shall see. Um, all right, now the game you've been dreading, Reed. The uh, Steelers <laughs> and the Bengals played a football game, and uh, the Bengals turned it over, what, five times? Some things happened. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was five times. Yep. Uh, Steelers scored on defense. Uh, it got off to a big league. Bengals came back and could have won it with an extra point. But yep. their long snapper was hurt, yep. and uh, that kind of cost them the game. Tore his bicep. It was confirmed. Oh, How man. a long snapper tears his bicep? <laughs> he just snapped it too he hard. Just, it like... <laughs> too much force. <laughs> Got to um, tape those biceps before the game, man. Yeah. I I, dude, I don't even know. I was so out of it by the time overtime started. It was just a blur. <laughs> I mean, and I, I feel like I'm, it would be called crazy, but I came out of that game thinking like, oh yeah, the Bengals are still the better team. Like, well, I mean, they, of course they are. <laughs> like, they were clearly better. They just turned the ball over five times and yeah. couldn't make a kick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, TJ Watt was a huge factor. Yeah. for a while there, he uh, was absurd. Like, he, he was just kind of controlling that. For what a is it about Watt brothers? 
grabbing interceptions from Bengals right at the <laughs> line of scrimmage. Like it's kind of weird that JJ Watt did it in the playoffs and then TJ Watt just did it here. Um, now I will say one question mark about the Bengals is did their offensive line actually get any better or was this just TJ Watt and the Steelers being like a really good passer? See, that's what I don't know. Like I feel bad for Cordell Volson. Like <laughs> this four hour pick, <laughs> North Dakota State comes in, gets announced as the starter, and like the first game where he's announced kind of as the starter, boom, ramps. You gotta go up against Aaron Donald. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Yeah. looks like a fourth round rookie should against Aaron Donald. And then it's like, all right, next up you got Cam Hayward. <laughs> Good luck. And we're going to leave you on an Island. Cause you know, fuck you. <laughs> it, so like, I mean, I think they look better. It scares me that Jonah Williams kind of looked like the worst one, like the one who's been there the longest. Um, I understand Lael Collins, like, you have TJ Watt. You're gonna you're gonna lose some battles. <laughs> That's fine. Jonah Williams, I would expect you to be able to handle Alex Highsmith, but I think yeah. he got two sacks and gave up more pressures, and it was still just kind of more of the same. Um, I think a lot of that was rust, though. I mean, we can get into the whole debate of like, should they play in the preseason? Should they not? Personally, I don't really care if they do but i think it was a lot a little bit of knocking off the rust and they'll get better but some of it was, some of it was burrow some of it was running backs not picking up blitzes so it's it's not fair to put it all on the offensive line but right definitely not the performance that you'd want to see yeah i mean surely i think you know burrow obviously made some some errors here yeah um but I think that we're pretty confident that will get corrected. I don't think Burrow is just going to turn the ball over five times a game. No. Uh, the offensive line is kind of more like, is that going to be this way for the whole season? Yeah. Um, also, I, I was going to say, like, how how pissed are you if you're Jamar Chase? Like during this game, like you go down, you score what should be the game-winning touchdown, um, but they don't call it a touchdown. Your coach doesn't challenge it, then you get stopped. Yep. So you get the ball back again, you score what should be the game-winning touchdown again. Also and, had that uh, badass one-handed yeah. catch. And his, like, just pinky toe is out of bounds. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, your kicker misses the extra, or the extra one is blocked because the snap yep. is bad. Also, and, uh, like, that one, I that one I don't even put on, like, the long snapper being hurt. It was a slow snap, and I'm sure that contributed to it. But Drew Sample just decides... I'm not going to block the inside guy. I'm going to block the outside guy. And I would swear that they're taught block the most dangerous guy. Who's going to have the shortest path to the ball. I would assume that's always the interior guy. So why he let Minka Fitzpatrick run on his inside and tried to block the guy on the outside. I'll never know. But I think if he chips Minka Fitzpatrick, we're talking about a 21, 20 Bengals win. And it's just, it, it, (laughs) And then you're not incredibly depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Great. That's not how it went down. Um, So do we think the Steelers are actually going to do anything this year? I don't know. I mean, their offense is bad. I don't even think it's that much better than Big Ben last year. It is bad. Yeah, I mean, but their defense is so good. That's that's the thing I want to say. How much time is TJ Watt going to miss? 
at uh, least six weeks pack. or so. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that obviously put that is true. I didn't realize Najee got hurt. I had to tune out some of the game, but freaking they they were handing it off to Chase Claypool. Yeah, jet sweeps and stuff. It's like you know, I was making the joke. That's my first overreaction here is Chase Claypool is the new Debo Samuel. Yeah. Uh, Because that's just what it is now. Why wouldn't you want want to run jet sweeps with a six five lanky wide receiver who's not really that fast <laughs> i just i don't know the steelers i to answer your question alex i don't think they're going to do anything significant but they are going to have these like scrappy games against far better opponents yeah and i can definitely see that because i'm in a weirdly optimistic mood tonight and no i'm not only trying to cheer reeb up <laughs> i also thought about this game is like this rivalry is actually fun like does it feel like to you guys across the NFL, all these divisional rivalries have softened up a ton? Like, do you even feel that way about the Cowboys anymore when the commanders play them or like even the AFC West, like the, the Bengals Steelers to me is my favorite one right now. Cause it's really heating up and getting like gritty again. And it's definitely, the most, it's definitely the most heated I would say, but at least it's not like, Hey, we're going to go injure. <laughs> players we're not there yet we're not there yet they need to but bring the, montez perfect back you yeah. know the jamar chase flicking off minka fitzpatrick i love it i love it yeah yeah, yeah. it was great <laughs> i thought about that because i was just thinking i don't it wasn't taken right after he scored the potential game winner but i was just thinking if it was i was like damn that's jamar chase's version of me busting into alex's basement <laughs> <laughs> it really is all right, let's move on to the AFC East, where uh, maybe the best team in football resides. The Miami... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the, Buff- <laughs> the Buffalo Bills. Um, Still good. Still very good. Yeah. Gabe Davis, he's he's good. I have yeah. to say it right <laughs> off the bat. They felt, like a ma- <laughs> they felt like a machine on Thursday, just churning out points and drives. They looked like they were in midseason form. Yeah, and uh, Josh Allen just looked incredible. Like, I, as good as Patrick Mahomes was and Justin Herbert was, like, I think Josh Allen had the best performance of week one, especially against, you know, the Rams defense. Um, he just looked, yeah, he was like flawless. You know, he did have a couple of interceptions. Um, one of them obviously was not his fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, um, he was terrific. But yeah, yeah he was, uh, he was really good. He even uh, managed to throw in a Derrick Henry stiff arm. That was just <laughs> absurd. Yeah, and like his, he really like maximizes his the use of his legs because like it's just everybody's just so scared of where he can throw it, and then he can just you know take off and get you know a few yards, and it's tough to take him down. It's enjoyable because it's not like the Chiefs at this point where you're like, oh, God, like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's going to have five touchdown performance, but I'm <laughs> like, I just hate watching the Chiefs now. The Bills, I just, they make me happy, you know, seeing them just cut through teams like that and all their players, Stefan Diggs can just funnel it to them all game. And no matter who's matched up on him, he's going to be a beast. They're it's fun. Just, it's scary, too. I mean, because their offense is, I would say, at least comparable to the chiefs with the weapons that they have. And I think For their sure. defense is much better. Than yeah. I was impressed at how good their defense looked like Mon Miller 
looked as good as he did in the playoffs last year. And there were a bunch of you know other guys like following suit. Um, Jordan Phillips came back. Uh, Boogie Basham making plays like they're they're deep at that defensive line. Um, and uh, once they get through Davis White back, I mean their their fill-in corners played pretty well. So once they get once they get their star back and have those great safeties, uh, it's good. I mean, I think they got to be the favorites uh, right now for the Super Bowl. But obviously, it's just week one. Anybody can win it. They living up to the hype right now. That's for sure. For sure. Um, well, I guess uh, their main competition in the division is, in fact, the Miami Dolphins because they beat the Patriots. Um, Patriots looked not great. Um, and the Dolphins, I mean, Tyreek Hill was making plays. Jalen Waddell had the long touchdown. Um, I don't know that we were overly impressed with their offense, but they got it done. It's fine. I enjoyed the play where Tyreek Hill had to like rip the ball away from the corner and they made it out to be like a great play by Tyreek, but it just was another, (laughs) another underthrow. (laughs) (laughs) The dolphins in a matchup are just better. Number one, number two, I, no matter what happened in the game, I blame it all on Matt Patricia and Joe judge. (laughs) There's something wrong with the coaching. And this is definitely a case of we missed, missed Josh McDaniels and we don't know what an offense looks like without him because we haven't for like all these years and Matt Patricia's, you know, having a big role in your offense. They got to figure it out over there. It really makes me question Bill Belichick for how great of a mind that he is. How do you see, what Matt Patricia and Joe Judge did on their own and think <laughs> I got to pair them together. <laughs> I got to bring, I got to have these people. Yeah, it's like, he knows he can hire new coaches, right? Like he doesn't just <laughs> have to bring back guys who were there before. Like Hell, just start that's having allowed. more kids, ha- start having more kids, hire your kids, they'll be better coaches. <laughs> and I, I was reading more into it. Cause obviously I'm a big KB Kendrick Bourne fan. And like apparently he was having ripples with Matt Patricia all off season, and that contributed to him not getting as much play time this game. Yeah, and just, obviously they wouldn't have won like if he played more or whatever. But still, it just like seems like players are rippling with these guys. And I heard about that as well. And then I also heard, <laughs> I also heard Robert Kraft came down and talked to Bill Belichick about that and said he wants Kendrick Bourne to play more. So. He's paying him a lot of money. Like I get that. <laughs> like, are they just gonna? Is Bill just gonna lay down the hammer and trade KB? Like that would suck because I like Kendrick Bourne on this offense. Yeah, and they could use him because it's not like they're loaded at receiver or anything. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I think the Patriots will end up figuring it out, probably. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, definitely feels a little more dicey than in previous years because uh, they don't have Tom Brady, if you guys didn't know. I didn't know that, actually. Oh, okay. Well, now you do. <laughs> um, uh, we already kind of talked about the Jets, but uh, they looked awful. <laughs> I guess really they're bad. hoping Zach Wilson will save their season. Um, so, <laughs> Good thing uh, nobody's looking. <laughs> It's like, Ed, I mean, after week one, like if anybody's doing power rankings, how 
can you have anybody other than the Jets as the worst team in football? I I guess I can't. Like, <laughs> like yeah, who, who else? Was, and Jaguars show. Yeah, I guess, I guess maybe the Cowboys without Dak. Yeah, I, it was such a deflating one. Uh, just because I hyped myself so much over like Elijah Moore and like Joe Flacco actually had his somewhat decent start against the Dolphins last year, and just to put up such a stinker in like a, you know, you had the Baker revenge game, which was higher profile, but still, you wanted Flacco to like do something against the Ravens. It's really yeah. bummer. That's true. I honestly forgot even the implications of it being the revenge game. Yeah, revenge games did not go well in week one. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'll say this. It's a really dumb, weird take, which is perfect for this pod. Like, Joe Flacco wearing number 19 is the most boring <laughs> thing to me. And that also contributes to his bad play. Heard it here first. That's a good point. Should have retired right. that number to Keyshawn Johnson. Right, move on. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the AFC. Let's move on to the NFC. Let's start with the NFC East, where we got three teams at 1-0, and then we got the Cowboys. <laughs> it is nice to not be the only 0-1 team after week one, like so many years before. The Commanders have been that team so many years <laughs> where everybody else got a win except us, and it sucked back when I really cared. <laughs> good for well, them. Well, let's start with the commanders because well, let's be real. Like This offense looked pretty good. I know Carson Wentz made some Carson Wentz plays, but he also threw four touchdowns and got these, this receiving trio looks pretty good. I mean, we know Terry's good. He didn't do a lot in this game, but had the long touchdown. Curtis Samuel got a bunch of touches. I think he had like seven catches and then a bunch of rushes too. Um, and then Jahan Dotson with the two touchdowns, the one game winner that was a, a great catch. Um, I think this could be a fun offense. They spread it around. They spread it around. And the guys who had some question marks, obviously I was making a lot of Curtis Samuel jokes. Proves <laughs> me wrong, puts up 20 fantasy points. Dotson, the rookie, our first rounder. Yeah, I mean, they spread it around. That's all you can ask for in week one. Get a yeah. win. Spread it around to the other team, too, but still. Hey, got to show some love to your former coach. <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you know, we got to see them when they're not playing the Jaguars. But um, I, I, I think this is a talented offense. Um, Antonio Gibson looked good, even though everybody, you know, wanted to – the shit on him in the offseason. Um, he'll be fine. He'll yeah. be fine. He's going to get his volume. Yeah, like I understand why you might not want him in fantasy, but like he's a good player. Um, and uh, yeah, and Terry, Terry will be fine. Like they paid him a, a ton of money. Like he's going to get, he's not going to have two targets every week. Uh, and he still, you know, had the long touchdown. So um, I think this, uh, this offense could be fun. Yeah, we'll see moving forward. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the Eagles. Um, probably uh, a lot of people were really excited about the Eagles coming into this year. Um, and uh, I think that the biggest thing for them was that AJ Brown showed out and proved he is the number one receiver they, they traded for. Um, other than that, um, I don't know. I wasn't like overly impressed with them, but Miles Sanders scored. He did. Yeah, he did. He sure did. Almost All the running backs too. Yeah, he had a good game. Um, 
I'm getting it as the Lions. Um, don't have the best defense. Um, it, it seemed like early on, like it was just Jalen Hurts was just running the entire time, uh, and then occasionally throwing to AJ Brown. Um, but they started. I mean, I mean that was most of the game, I guess. But but it you know it worked out. They're still running the ball well. There's you know now they have a legitimate number one receiver. Um, so uh, I didn't think their defense, their defense obviously didn't play that well. It's kind of surprising still. just with how much we've heard about Jordan Davis in the off season, like how much of a beast he's been in camp and preseason. I don't know. I thought yeah. I would have heard more about his performance. Yeah, but they're so deep on the defensive line too that like you, you can't expect like a rookie to, to play that much, you know, in his first true. game. I, I don't, I, I don't actually know how much he played. Do they still I have think Fletcher they lost Cox? Barnett. Yeah, yeah, Barnett or his ACL. Yeah. Jeez. They still have Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. And, okay. Uh, yeah. So I, I think he'll get more involved as the season goes along. There's um, a song called Fresh. I listen to it and I think of the <laughs> Eagles defensive line. Man. That's what they love. Um, yeah. So I, I think there's a promise for the Eagles. Um, I don't know if this – I think Jalen Hurts kind of looked the same as he did last year, um, but he has A.J. Brown now, which is good. So uh, I, maybe, I maybe that's just, I feel like Jalen Hurts is never going to prove to people like, oh, yeah, he's a, number, he's a QB1. Like, you should start him. I feel like there's just always going to be questions, no matter – like, he's just always going to give these types of performances, I feel like. And if his yeah. team is good enough, they'll win. If they're yeah. not, they're gonna lose. <laughs> Which I guess is fine. He's like, he's like a more exciting Andy Dalton. He's yeah. just like does it very differently. <laughs> dual threat Andy Dalton. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, also the Giants got the win. Uh, we talked about how they stole it away from the Titans. Um, I think most importantly here, Saquon Barkley looked like his old self. He looked he looked great. Yeah, I'm gonna take the L for doubting Saquon in the offseason. A lot of people did, and everybody just has to take the L. He looked fantastic. I mean, I, I don't think anybody, like, should, like, feel bad about not, like, it's just, it was just an injury question, right? Like, I mean, nobody. Yeah. Uh, I just got to own up to that one. I just got to own up to that one publicly. For it's also my own been, well-being. like, two years of poor performance yeah. and injuries. I guess it was, yeah, it was just also, you know, a shocker to the system to see the Giants' offense look like an offense. Uh, at some was Daniel Jones? I still feel like he played bad. Yeah, I don't think he played that well. He had like the one long touchdown to Sterling Shepard, and that was like I I don't think it, like they had the one touchdown set up by like the long touch uh, the one touchdown that was the long touchdown to Sterling Shepard. They had the like a long run by Saquon Barkley that set up. Uh, their other touchdown, and then they had the the score at the end. Um, so it's not like their offense looked that great. Um, I think Kadarius Tony like barely played. Wanda uh, Robinson got hurt. I'm assuming so Kenny Galladay did like nothing. Yeah, he didn't yeah. do anything. <laughs> Sterling Shepard is consistent. Yeah, in, when he's playing for this team, got to give the Giants credit for that. Holding on to a guy like Sterling Shepard. <laughs> yeah, people didn't think he'd even be ready for week one. And, you know, here he is pretty much the de facto number one receiver. 
<laughs> don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but uh, you know, here here they are. And I do like Brian Dable as a coach a lot. Um, so I mean, maybe that maybe that's good for something morale. I was going to say good enough for, but it's definitely I, better than Joe judge. <laughs> See how that's sure. working out in new England too. So. <laughs> Got him. I, I think he is an upgrade over Joe judge, uh, Pat Shermer and Ben McAdoo who were the last three coaches. So. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, last, um, and certainly least are the Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, they looked awful. And now they lost Dak, um, who's probably like the only good thing about their offense, if you can call him a good thing after what he they played, how he played on. I was about to say he wasn't even playing well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they have CD Lamb. Uh, I guess is their I mean, offense. The, the good Michael thing about this getting injury, healthy. you hate to see Dak get injured. I like Dak. But now Cowboys fans have something to blame for their poor performance this season. Instead yeah. of being, and and then the fans will be like, oh, just wait till we get Michael Gallup back. And then Michael Gallup will, you know, they'll still <laughs> lose. They'll still lose games. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be like this season could maybe even turn into a 4-13 and season where they end up having to draft a generational running back fourth overall. Uh, <laughs> that's my yeah. next overreaction. Yeah. It definitely has the beginnings of like an implosion season. Yeah, but, for sure it could be. But I, I mean, they just bad. need more mojo moments and <laughs> see how they go. Well, yeah, they're for sure firing Mike McCarthy at the end of this year and then bringing in Sean yeah. Payton. So we'll see. <laughs> and then they'll go like thirteen and three or fourteen and three next season. Still lose in the wild card round, <laughs> yeah. and then they'll have another terrible season. <laughs> another terrible yeah. season. Like we've seen this show for like fifteen years now. I'm so let's just turn it off. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. All right. Well, at least it's an off year for the Cowboys. We can just enjoy all the Cowboy jokes. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's Real move on to, the... to keep making memes about the Cowboys for our TikTok page. Yeah. Um, go follow uh, the Pro Football Jokes TikTok. Um, all right. Let's move on to the NFC North. Um, the game that we uh, all expected uh, to be one of the best of the, the week, uh, the Vikings and Packers. I don't know that we call it a great game because the Packers did not really show up. Uh, but Justin Jefferson did um, and uh, looks like potentially the best receiver in football this year. I just remember every, every catch, I was like, where the fuck are the defenders? <laughs> where are the corners? How is he so wide open? Like, is it scheme? Is he that good? What is it? It's just uh, I think it was a little bit of everything. Um but yeah, I mean, he's certainly a fantastic route runner, and I think it was—it's a much better scheme this year. And uh, I don't know, I, the Packers seemed like they were not ready for this game. Phoned it in like the Saints week one last year, and um, I don't know—it wouldn't have made a difference to me. But Jair Alexander was reportedly mad that he wasn't covering Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I uh, saw that during that game. He probably but should be happy that he was. The Vikings on the other side of the ball, they the Vikings improved their defense. And they don't have Mike Zimmer overthinking yeah. it and just 
the more complete team that day. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they were also playing a Packers team that were missing both their starting tackles and any qualified receivers. <laughs> um, the, the first play of the question. They didn't yeah. have Alan Lazard either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that couldn't have like it seemed like he like knew he was gonna drop it. It's like he was so ready for the drop that he was just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like that. I mean, that couldn't have uh, represented like the the Packers receivers any better. And then you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't really play that well either. Um, uh, Rogers, other than that throw, Aaron Rodgers definitely seems like he's at the point in his career where like if he doesn't have good receivers around him, he's just gonna like not care and not play well <laughs> yeah, like, that's he's, not gonna like. he's not gonna try to help them learn or anything he's just like you should fucking know what i'm gonna do Devonte <laughs> did why can't you yeah it was I like after start. that first throw he threw a perfect throw and it's like this should be a touchdown and then it, he, the guy dropped it and he's just like all right screw this uh, <laughs> <laughs> these guys suck I'm just gonna throw it to AJ Dillon. Check downs the rest of the game. <laughs> Fuck you guys. He was just like, dude, MVS would have caught that ball. <laughs> you guys didn't want to pay MVS. Like you didn't want to pay everybody else. You didn't want to pay Devonte. You traded him away. So we're phoning <laughs> it in today. I don't know. I think there's like probably like a 50 percent chance that MVS catches that ball. So <laughs> MVS, I believe in you out there. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I think the, I think the Vikings have to be the favorite in the division. I, I even think their offense, um, if they if they needed to score more points, then I think they could have. Um, I think they just kind of took their foot off the gas a little uh, with the Packers not really doing anything. Um, but uh, we'll see uh, see moving forward. I'd like to see um, you know some of those other receivers work in a little bit as well. Um, particularly KJ Osborne. <laughs> particularly KJ Osborne for no particular reason. Um, all right, and then uh, let's move on to the Lions, um, who may not have won, but they looked. I guess I, I, I was going to say better than last year, but I guess this is what they did. Like all last year was like. going to say this felt <laughs> like eerily similar to the 49ers game last year, where like they weren't going to win. But at the end of the game, there was a sleigh, like a half a possession where you thought, oh, <laughs> damn, they might Maybe. win. Yeah. And then it goes away immediately. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. they still got 35 points. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it was impressive. Uh, DeAndre Swift looked great. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown looked great. Um, TJ Chark even scored there at the end. Um so I mean I think they could be I think they will be a fun team for sure. Will they be a good team? I don't know. But uh I th- I think they'll win more games than last year. I'll that go on a limb true. and say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but probably not winning the division. Um, and then we got the Bears, who uh, won. Um, I guess I should, we should have talked about them first, since they uh, are on top of the division right now. Uh, lone Wolf, baby. I love <laughs> yeah. the Bears. Yeah, Pep in the lead at the Pick'em, uh, thanks to that game. Uh, two-game lead uh, on Reeb, Jack, and I, uh, with Screw last year's champion in last place. Uh, sorry, Screw. Hmm. Yeah, that was horrible weather for that game. It was just the perfect storm, literally. <laughs> uh, yeah. They, yeah. I mean, 
I just remember Nobody seeing the scenes at the start where they're like mopping or squeegeeing yeah. like waves off the field. And I thought like, how are you supposed to play in that? I mean, like it's football. You're going to play no matter what, but like, it's just like that. You can't <laughs> really take anything from a game like that. It's just yeah, messy. Like sure. Maybe the bears have more grit than the 49ers, but which you like to see, um, yeah, especially, you know, from a new coach. And I thought Justin, you know, Justin Fields played as well as he could have in the situation. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, maybe that's an exaggeration, but you know what I'm saying. Is yeah, like 40 yards of offense in the first half or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, you know, bad weather. Obviously, not much around him, and yeah. you know, pulled it out at the end. So, I mean, I definitely even in the rain wouldn't have expected this just with how heavy San Francisco relies on the run and with Trey Lance, like you'd think maybe a rainy weather game would have benefited them, but also Elijah Mitchell getting hurt. Didn't didn't help. That probably doesn't help, but yeah, if only they still had Trey Sermon, tough loss. (laughs) Yep. All right. Uh, let's move on to the NFC South. Um, Bucks um, was was you know they destroyed the Cowboys. Um, didn't really put up a ton of offense, but didn't really need to. They pretty much just handed the ball off to Leonard Fournette all night, and that was enough. I yep. am shocked that two years ago we were at the point of all right. Fournette's career is probably over, <laughs> and now he's what a top 10 running back this year. Yeah, maybe uh, I could be, uh, he certainly looked good in this game. Pancake Micah Parsons. <laughs> that whole Twitter feud was so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it was a chip block. I guess the more like I just early on through Leonard Fournette's career, I just couldn't ever see him as that three down back and he's just gotten better at, that third down role as he's played, you know, obviously with Tom Brady, but I don't know. He's just getting better all around. He just looked faster than I've seen too. Like he just looked more explosive. Yeah, I'd agree. I think he, he looks good. Um, uh, do it. So, uh, Chris Collinsworth said this during the game and it was like, the bucks, you know, might be the favorite and it seemed like the clear favorite in the NFC. And I'm like, they didn't really look that great in that game, but, like who else is there? Like what other team is the favorite? Like the Packers obviously laid a laid an egg. The Rams laid an egg. Um, you know, uh, are the Bucks the clear cut favorite in the NFC? I would say so for now. I feel like we're getting close to the point of being like, hey, maybe the Eagles are contenders in the NFC. Yeah, it's honestly like Eagles, Vikings. Um, yeah. Obviously, commanders are the, I mean, are the true favorite, but yes, uh, <laughs> doesn't even need mentioning. Yeah, <laughs> you just go from talking about all the AFC teams to the NFC. Yeah, just the talent across the board. So yeah, it's a little sad, um, but yeah, it's like I'd, I'll put my faith in Tom Brady if I got to pick a favorite. So um, I think I think they probably are. Um, all right, let's talk about the Saints Falcons game. This one was exciting, sort of. Sure, Cordero Patterson won't go away. 
Yeah, Cordero Patterson, 120 yards rushing and a touchdown. Um, seemed like he was going to lead the Falcons to victory, but uh, Falcons uh, blew a lead, surprisingly. Um <laughs> And uh, James Winston came back, and Michael Thomas with two touchdowns at the end. Uh, he is back. Um, what do you what do you make of the Saints here? Uh, maybe it's just a rivalry game. Got off to a bit of a slow start. I don't know. It did get off to a slow start, and you're just starting to think, man, can you really watch this Saints offense again after last season? Like. It's just going to be so underwhelming, and then they come back like that. Even Landry getting 100 yards, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, impressive. Uh, not impressed by their usage of Taysom Hill. They need to <laughs> move on from that. Um, even though he did well in his role, they need to move on. <laughs> Sick of it. I did want to make the joke after like the two Wildcat runs, like the long one and then the touchdown, just to be like, why, why do they even have Jameis Winston? They should just give the job back to Taysom Hill. <laughs> give it to Ian Book. <laughs> I do feel like this game further solidifies me being a shitty football fan because I thought to myself, well, I really don't care about this because I don't care about the quarterbacks. Like, I just... <laughs> It's just two boring offenses. I, I did think it was funny we got the James Winston versus Mark of Mariota again, and James Winston finally won. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe five years ago this would have been exciting, but, like, I don't know, two washed-up first number one, number two picks. I don't know. Yeah, yeah some, it was some something. about it. It was something. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I never thought we would get James Winston versus Marcus Mariota again, but we did. Yeah. <laughs> and we might get it again this year. So That's very true. Hopefully yeah. Desmond Ritter doesn't take over anything. Or... <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the Saints offense uh, looked good there at the end, and maybe it can continue because, I mean, they have good players. Like if Jarvis Landry is good, I think Chris Olave will get better. And – I think Alvin Kamara will do more. So, you know, it could it could be fun. Um, I, I would have liked to see them their defense play a little bit better because their defense should be good. Um, but if you can't bottle up the Falcons' offense, then, you know, who can you bottle up? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see next week against the Bucks because they seem to always play well against Tom Brady. So uh, I think I might pick the Saints. I might live with the Saints in that game. I was very tempted when you sent the, the schedule out. <laughs> Everybody else took the Bucks. I'm I'm tempted to take the Saints. Um, it's just because every time I see them, like, there's no way, there's no <laughs> way this team is going to beat Tom Brady, and then somehow they they shut him out. Every <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, and then there was the Panthers. Uh, we kind of already <laughs> talked about it when we talked about the Browns. Uh, I would have liked to see Christian McCaffrey do a little bit more, but I guess it's probably good that they not just peppering him with all the volume, but I feel like they should have gotten it to him a little bit more. A deep touchdown to Robbie Anderson. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, To be fair, like I didn't even think they had a shot. Like they panned to the game in the fourth quarter and I, they were down by like double digits and I thought, damn, that sucks. And then they panned back to it again and and the Panthers were up by, (laughs) by a point. And I was like, well, when the, when did this happen? (laughs) 
Yeah, no, I I don't think this team is just going to go and be like one of the worst teams in the NFL. I mean, somebody has to, so like they could, but um, I I think they. I mean, I, I haven't even decided if I'm going to take them next week, but I I still th- think there's hope for this team. Um, I think Baker is still better than people think, and I think Christian McCaffrey will get a little more integrated. Um, so will DJ Moore. He didn't have a great game either. Uh, so I think there's still more, uh, there's still some meat left on the bone for this offense. Yep. Well, I want to say they'll figure it out, but I, mean, <laughs> I don't even think they'll figure it out enough. This team. Uh, <laughs> some people will get more targets than others next game. <laughs> I can't, can't say they'll win that game. But. <laughs> Look, one of these coaches has to get fired first. It's most likely going to be Matt Rule. <laughs> that is probably true. Um, maybe after he gets fired, the, the team will come. <laughs> Matt Rule will get fired, then he'll focus on himself, hit the gym, and become a hotter head coach. Yeah, <laughs> team Remember when we were all hyped about like the Matt Rule Joe Brady offense? And oh yeah, was, uh, yeah. and then times. they wanted to run like two quarterbacks, and then fired Joe Brady. That was yep. weird. Yeah. <laughs> That was a good joke. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, let's move on to the NFC West last division here. Uh, Rams obviously disappointed on uh, the opening game on Thursday. Um, Are you guys worried about the Rams at all? Not really. Like the thing that drives this team is Cooper Cup and Cooper Cup still good. I mean, yeah. I'll just give it to them that they're playing the Bills. Yeah, they made a ton of mistakes and obviously just put up a stinker. But, I mean, the Rams had games like this last season too where they just couldn't figure it out. Uh, but the thing that stayed consistent, Cooper Cup still good. Um, you know, Super Bowl hopes, let's chill out on that <laughs> right now. Let's just yeah. see them do a little better next week. It was, it was a bit weird just – Matthew Stafford seemed more inaccurate than I've noticed in the past. And I just wonder with all of his like weird, like baseball injury tendonitis, <laughs> yeah. like what's going on there. Cause there were balls that he just sailed. And I was like, who's that even close to? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There were a couple of balls like that, but I think that what I was more, most concerned with is any, is anybody else going to, do anything other than Cooper Cup because like Cooper Cup's going to get his catches. He made plays like they need somebody else to step up to at least be serviceable. And Alan Robinson did absolutely nothing. Um, Like hopefully when Van Jefferson gets back, I guess like that's their best option. I hope so too. Sign Odell midway through the season. But ultimately I think you guys are right because like I trust Sean McVay to figure the offense out. These kind of games, too, the Rams get behind, and Sean McVay can't make his mind up on who's the running back and whether they should even run the ball at all. And they just completely forget that part of their game. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I I was not in on Allen Robinson this year at all, but I expected him to do more than than he did. Like, I expect him to at least be, like, a serviceable, like, starter and receiver. Um, So hopefully that does happen this year. Um, so we'll see. But I ultimately, yeah, I, I agree. I'm not, not too worried about the Rams. Um, 
What about the 49ers? They were in that weird weather game. Also disappointing losing to the Bears. But again, weird game. Are we writing it off just to bad weather? I got to be honest. I've never been on the Trey Lance train. Like, I... Thank you. I don't really know what they see in him. I don't know why they're going forward with him as their number one quarterback. I'd rather have Jimmy G. I I don't get it. I think he's a raw quarterback. Maybe a little bit better than Jordan Love. I just I don't. Know. <laughs> this yeah, game was rough. so bad that you don't even you can't even like tell what kind of team they are. You have to wait another <laughs> week to see what they'll do when it's. You're past the excuse of, oh, it was raining, and oh, Kittle was inactive, or oh, we lost Eli Mitchell. And now we have to wait another week for people to be on this Trey Lance hype train. Yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) The 49ers right now, not too impressive. Yeah, Pep uh, low-key hates Trey Lance. I don't Um, hate Trey Lance. (laughs) I just I feel strongly about Jimmy G. I feel really strongly, and he gets too much crap from everybody else because on you know prime time he'll make these interception throws and fumbles. But like the 49ers need Jimmy G to hey, be the 49ers. If uh, if Trey Lance like struggles, um, I, I don't know if he like continues to struggle and they're like zero and three, zero and four maybe. Um, I could totally see them going back to Jimmy G. Um, be a, a great joke. It would be. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, I mean, they spent the number three overall pick with, on Trey Lance. So they got to they gotta try to make it work. Yeah, um, he deserves his chance for sure. I get it. I just don't think he's going to be good. <laughs> well, we shall see. There's just too much um, pressure on this situation. Like you said, yeah. third overall pick and just publicly said, you know, we don't want you, Jimmy. And yeah. It's like his team and the kid's like 20 and he's just like putting that huge pressure on him. And then also they couldn't even get rid of Jimmy G. So now he's still like breathing down Trey Lance's neck. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I get, I guess that would be pressure, but like, I feel like if you're an NFL quarterback, you should be able to, once you get on the field, you should be able to figure it out. And like, he's, I mean, he's in a position to succeed. Like he's in a Shanahan offense uh, with a good defense and like some good weapons. And you know, Debo, IU, Kittle, um, you know, which should be a good running game. Um, so I mean, I, if if he's good, then he should perform. But maybe he's not. <laughs> <laughs> so we shall see. Um, all right, um, and then the Cardinals got destroyed by the Chiefs. Uh, was is this? How worried are you about the Cardinals? Do you think it's just that the Chiefs are really good, or do you also uh, think I, the Cardinals? I personally, are? I personally believed with all my heart this game would be like this, like absolute absolute slaughter. I did kind of do. I kept saying <laughs> it in the off season, like this team has not gotten any better, and. They're missing – you can't even blame missing DeAndre Hopkins. Like, it's just – you know, you got Greg Dortch filling that role. He's doing it just fine. I just – yeah, I am worried about the Cardinals. It is like when you see Dortch getting all these targets, it's like, what is going on? I mean, good for James Conner getting a touchdown. 
I think yeah. he'll still have a on, nice season. On his way to another 18-touchdown season. Maybe. <laughs> I just don't have much to say outside of that. <laughs> yeah. I don't, even, I don't know what they added in this offseason. I don't – besides paying Kyler a lot of money and not really yeah. making the team better. Yeah, they didn't really at all. Um, and Byron Murphy got hurt, and they are like – have nothing at corner after him. So it's, that could be an issue. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think this team, team probably will struggle a little bit, but, uh, we'll see. Uh, and then finally we have the Seattle Seahawks who got the win. Uh, people wrote off Geno Smith, but he did not write back. Um, I don't really know what that means, but uh, he'll, write, he'll write him back in about three weeks when <laughs> he reverts back to his mean. I was I was happy for Geno Smith, honestly. Like I thought it was kind of fun to see him uh, have a good game, and like I, you know, I I don't think Geno Smith's like a bad dude. Like it was nice to see him get his moment and. When even though uh, the Seattle fans were, were trash for <laughs> booing Russell Wilson, like <laughs> come on, he yeah, gave you a Super Bowl. They just wanted to let Gino cook. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Cheer for Gino. I don't have any problem with like the Gino chance and Gino MVP chance, which are kind of funny. That's hilarious. Um, but it's like, why are you booing Russell Wilson? Like even when when Donovan McNabb came back to Philly as, with the Redskins, like. It, even Philly fans gave him a standing ovation, and Donald McNabb didn't even get them a Super Bowl. Like, did they like want him to leave? Though I get the sense that like clearly the Seattle fans didn't want Russell Wilson to leave because like he was the only good thing on their team. Yeah, I, I don't think they did. I mean, why would you want Russell Wilson to leave? But yeah, still, it was like I don't know. I don't think it was like all Russell Wilson's fault. Like, I think there was kind of a falling out with him and Pete Carroll and stuff. And yeah. And regardless, even if he wants to leave and just doesn't want to be on the team anymore, then like still like just appreciate what he did for the team and understand that it's like I I don't think like your team would be great if Russell Wilson was on the team this year. So I just don't imagine the NFL fans have that much critical thinking <laughs> when they're like eight Bud Lights deep. At, no sympathy for that fan base. <laughs> Zero sympathy. Calling themselves the 12s, being all obnoxious during Russell Wilson and the Legion of Boom's reign of terror yeah. for a bit there. <laughs> it's time for them to be humbled for a while. Yeah, I think my- It's not like I'm like a huge Russell Wilson fan. I, I understand there's plenty to make fun of Russell Wilson for, but Just it's like <laughs> if you're a Seattle fan, then like you should still like appreciate what he did for your team absolutely yeah and my it's like favorite, they're, they're oh sorry go ahead Reed. I just, my my favorite quote to come out of this game was at the end i think it was melvin gordon in like post-game interview um and he was talking about how he saw pete carroll like jumping around when they won and they missed the field goal and he just said like yeah we want to play him again like we want to hopefully like see him in the super bowl again and beat him then it's like all right let's <laughs> You know, that is a good point, though, about all Russell Wilson did. If you want to go deeper into it, think of like 
the years of shit offensive lines you gave this man. Yeah. He's running for his life to seven and nine records, barely keeping this team afloat. I mean, and, and I the the thing that got me the most was the the person who was holding like the jersey of like the number three Seahawks jersey that said fraud. I'm like, dude, this is the best quarterback in your franchise's history. Why are you like? When you go back, you're not going to want to think of Russell Wilson as a fraud. Like no. he's going to be the. He got the, you like your only Super Bowl. Guy owns <laughs> seven Jim Zorn jerseys. <laughs> like what? What are you doing? Um, but anyway, good game by Gino. Uh, Pete Carroll is definitely happy about this. Uh, it's a good joke that. Uh, they fumbled twice at the one. He feels like that's why you throw it on the one. You can actually say that, but I feel like he was thinking it. Uh, <laughs> it's all a good joke. Yeah. He's vindicated. <laughs> all right. Well, that was, uh, that was all the week one action. Uh, I already can't wait for week two. Um, but uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, let's uh, let's close it out here with some quick overreactions. Um, if we have any left, probably not. Uh, we'll start with Reeb. I, I don't even know if it's a duplicate at this point, but um, <laughs> it's just it's very hard to win a football game if you turn it over five times and <laughs> don't get any turnovers of yourself. Uh, that seems like a pretty big overreaction and long snappers need long-term deals exactly (laughs) long snappers deserve more money Uh, fully guaranteed contracts also i think you should be allowed to have a backup on your roster but it not count towards a roster spot agree wholeheartedly (laughs) (laughs) yeah honestly that wouldn't be a terrible rule like just like because we don't want to have these situations. Right? Yeah. Like, it sucks. It's such so a crappy stupid. situation. <laughs> or like, we right just have this? a backup, like long snapper, kicker, and I guess punter too. Yeah. Just I mean, that was the up. whole reason, which to be fair, I'm going to go on a tangent here. It makes no fucking sense to me in the <laughs> overtime when they punted with like 15 seconds left on the game clock. And that gave the Steelers like, 15 more seconds to drive down and make that last second field goal. And Zach Taylor was asked about it at the end. And he said, well, I just wanted to like, make sure the operation went smooth, you know, since we had the new long snapper in there and the Steelers were like going based off of timing a lot. And it's like, but it was a fucking touchback anyways, just let the clock run down, take the delay a game. I just, I don't understand it. <laughs> or wait, let the clock run down and then call a timeout. Yeah. I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it, but whatever. That's hey, it. Good jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, Pep, do you have an overreaction? I've been sitting on this one for a bit, but now is the time to unleash my overreaction <laughs> that Jimmy G will be the starter for the 49ers in the NFC Championship game this season. Ooh. Uh, that's, that's a good one. That's spicy. That's spicy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, he he's got him to a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship. They win Two. more often than not when he starts, and they treat him like shit. Jimmy's <laughs> record is kind of crazy. Um, I, you know, we'll <laughs> it gives more incentive for their running backs to run harder. 
the, the running backs just have better games. <laughs> Especially when you compare like Jimmy G's record to like Kyle Shanahan's record. It's like, <laughs> how, how are these guys like on the same team? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. My overreaction is um, that wide receivers are uh, important to uh, football teams. Um, I kind of saw that, you know, when you see like the Packers uh, struggling, the uh, the uh, Cowboys um, had no receivers other than CeeDee Lamb. Uh, the Rams had no receivers other than Cooper Cup. Um, it's like you, you kind of want to have good receivers on your team um, in order to win football games. I, did, uh, yeah, I just realized that like every team that traded away a receiver – Lost. Except for the Chiefs. Except for the Chiefs. They just keep marching. <laughs> I just well, started thinking about each team's backup receivers as you were listing the teams. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, Ben Skoranek, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's uh, that pretty much does it. Um, went a little long here, but that's just because we were excited for the season. Uh, this is going to be a good one. Um Obviously, the commanders are going to win it all. Uh, time to take command. <laughs> Great slogan, guys. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you all next time. Pro Football Jokes. Make it uncomfortable.